So welcome to the Long Overdue Podcast from Decatur Public Library in Decatur, Texas. We're here with Chris, Denise, Dawn, and me. I'm Pat. And we're talking about the books we enjoyed in 2017. Yay! Yay! Do they have to be published in 2017? Just books that you read books this that year read that you like. 2017. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to think. Maybe it'll jump, my memory will jog, but yeah. unless a book has a lasting impact on me, I don't always remember it, even if it wasn't a bad book, even if mm-hmm. I don't hate it, like in our last yeah. episode. Well, Let's see what we come up with. If I finished it, it was a decent book. Some are, some are better <laughs> than others, yeah. still, but if I can get through it, I think it's pretty good. So one of my favorites was The Passion of Dulce. It's a YA book. I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) The end. (laughs) It was good. It was not what I thought it was going to be. Okay. There is a little bit of um, kind of religious undertones. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of about that. But it's, you know, based in, I don't know, kind of, I don't want to say medieval times, but it's, you know, a while ago. Okay. Um, And it. It has a good moral feel to it, I mm. guess. Um, you know, to do good and help other people. And, okay. Um, and it was clean. Hmm. All it was, right. It was a good. It was a good book. I wasn't sure if I would like it. Mm-hmm. It seems a little. So it sounds historical fiction. Yes. Hmm. And it did receive an award. What does it say here? The Prince. Yep. Award. Tell me about that award. It's fiction, young adult fiction. Okay. Best of young adult fiction for the year given by the American Library Association. And it's also a Tayshaws. Okay, which is? A Texas teen award book. High, well, it's a high school recommended reading list. There you go. So not necessarily an award. Okay. But recommended reading for high school students. So, yeah. So, Lots of recognition, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Good. Who's the author? Um, Julie Berry. Okay. And I've not read any of her other books, but hmm. I don't know. Just looking at judging a book by its cover, <laughs> I wasn't quite sure I would like it, mm-hmm. but I thought I, I need to read some more teen books, and mm-hmm. I thought I'll try it. And it was really good. Great. I would definitely recommend it. So I have a couple of teen books on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. Okay. Also very highly acclaimed. Um, it deals with uh, some, some pretty heavy issues and definitely a tearjerker. Like, mm-hmm. I was crying by page 30. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. Like, pretty early on in the book, I was I was crying. But it's a book about... Uh, 16-year-old Star Carter, and she lives in a poor neighborhood but goes to a prep school, so she's got this kind of like two-worlds type situation going on. Um, Her childhood friend, Khalil, was killed by a police officer, Mm. and they're African-American, and so he was shot with 
being unarmed and mm-hmm. just pulled over and was killed. Mm-hmm. And so the the book is about you know Star dealing with that because she was in the car with him. Oh, wow. and so having to come out as being the witness, fearing for her mm-hmm. life by doing so, um, and also coming to terms with the fact that she goes to this very white prep school mm-hmm. and just coming to terms with the fact that she's living in these two worlds and yeah. some people understand some people don't and someone that she thought was her like best friend actually turned out to be very racist mm. and when confronted mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. what she was going through you know just having to come to terms with the people that are in her life and why they're there wow it's a very timely book very mm-hmm. relevant i think yeah and it was super good interestingly mm-hmm. enough this book has been challenged in Katy, texas which mm-hmm. is down near houston and was just unilaterally pulled off all the shelves down there um, i think in middle school i think that's where it was was in a middle school so it may very well be that this is really a high school book mm-hmm but it sounds like the theme, as you said, is very timely. Mm-hmm. And so to to pull it from everybody 13 and younger yeah. in those school libraries makes them want to go to the public library and read it. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> wow. All right. Public library. No public library. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you had another one? Um, well, my obvious choice of Turtles All the Way Down by John Green. Was yeah. that the obvious choice? Yes. When I said that I had two YA books, if you did not think that one of them was going to be John Green, <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we don't know her because it didn't cost <laughs> I should have known, but didn't. It is a very good book. And I've talked about it before on a previous podcast, I'm sure. Um, but it's not about two teens dying from cancer. So, check. Go John Green. (laughs) But still very heavy and intense subject matter of Mm -hmm. the main character having OCD and anxiety and having to navigate life with that. And he tells a very good perspective on that. Like, I thought it was fairly spot on. And then you've got, you know, childhood friend, dad missing mystery so there's all that all right i'm checking it out great it's good (laughs) Mm -hmm. i mean it it took him what was it like five years between a while yeah yeah the fault in our stars to now but still Mm. good 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 okay so the book i just finished reading I think is going to have to be one of my all-time favorites, at least favorite for 2017, Artemis by Mm -hmm. Andy Weir. And this is his second book after The Martian. And it's set on the moon. They've developed a town. And um, the main character, interestingly enough, is Saudi Arabian Muslim by upbringing young woman written by Andy Weir. Yes, who is none of those things. Um, so that was that was a little distracting just to think about that all the way through, but then there were times when 
it was really moving and I didn't think about it anymore. So I think that was a positive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really enjoyed it. It was it was sci-fi, very much sci-fi, but not out of the ordinary, um, like out of the realm of belief. Mm-hmm. It was um, funny, but a lot of interesting science mm-hmm. and a lot of interesting character development going on not not a ton of character development but some going on so i would recommend artemis by andy weir just came out about a month ago maybe? Mm-hmm. about that long ago yeah. i think yeah what else is it my turn it is your turn got anything the only thing that i can think of I've read, you know, I'm, I remember some of the books I've read, but I've already talked about some of them during these oh, episodes, man. like The Troop, which I don't think we need to talk about that <laughs> anymore, especially since I know Denise has such an aversion to parasites. <laughs> you know. Okay. Um, I don't, yeah, the end. and and uh, of course we already talked about the ones we hate, so um, hmm. those don't count anyway. <laughs> Sad. It's, the sad thing is the only thing that I really stands out mm-hmm. that I've read this year <laughs> is the Starfinder core rulebook. <laughs> <laughs> Go Starfinder core rules. You know, it's Yay. the it's the new <laughs> the new science fiction science fantasy <laughs> role playing game by Paizo who does Pathfinder. Uh-huh. And we, we do not have a copy for circulation in the library, but we do run. I do run a Starfinder game at the library every second Saturday of the month. Was, was that a subtle reminder to <laughs> Well, I'm just, I'm just grabbing at whatever I can that's relevant. <laughs> All right. <laughs> is what I'm doing. <laughs> no, it was not. A, it wasn't. I wasn't trying to get at anything. I was really uh-huh, was. Uh-huh. I'm just reaching <laughs> for whatever I can get. <laughs> okay. Got it. But anyway, um, yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty good. You know, it's not. All right. <laughs> I don't know that I can recommend it to anybody unless they do that sort of thing. So. <laughs> It's just not the kind of book that you think like, oh yeah, that's one of my most favorite books I, ever. I'm gonna tell ten people about this book. Huh? It's just riveting. You got to read this. Wow. Well, no. you know, he might it's tell ten people might. because yeah. you know, because he knows ten people who are probably sitting around that. his table. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. Um, gosh, I'm just I'm trying to think of anything else that really. It's okay. Well, you know, it we is all more. really about your audience because. Not everybody reads everything. Yeah. No, absolutely So, not. you're okay. Is there something I've told you about that, that I was, like, really excited about when I was reading it? What about The Promise of Blood? Oh, yeah. That was good, but I'm like... Is that not... It's one of, It was like... It's one of those things that was like, now that I've read it, I didn't even finish the third one. <laughs> I was like... I, by that time, I was just kind of like... Eh. Done. Yeah. I just... I get that way with stuff, okay. especially series. I get really excited and worked up about it. I and don't then, do series... And then, like, halfway through, I just am to the point where I'm like, hmm. Yeah. I don't hate it, but I'm like, I've yeah. lost lost yeah. my momentum at this point. And so Unless okay. all the books are already out, I'm not going to try. That's oh. what I have a yeah. hard time with, too. Because, because I can't wait. Like, yeah. two years from now, I'm so, not going to remember what I just read. Yep. So, there are series and there are series. And, like, Harry Potter, obviously, each, well, at first... Each book was kind of its own adventure, but you knew mm-hmm. there was an end game. There was a bigger mm-hmm. story. But some series are just continuing characters, but each one is kind of its own thing, mm-hmm. and you don't need to be 
oh, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? Because you know it's resolved and he's fine now mm-hmm. or they're, they're good now. And a couple of those series that I really enjoy, new volumes came out this year. One of those was Daniel Silva's, Daniel Silva's Gabriel Alone series, and it was The House of Spies, which was one of the most timely, interesting things because the main character is kind of an ISIS mm. sort of puppeteer, puppet master kind of kind of character. Um, and then I'm just listening to the new Lee Child Jack Reacher book, The Midnight Line. And both of those are the kind of thing where if you like the character, then... Yeah, you want to read all the rest, but it's not like, oh, we just left them hanging. What's going on? Mm -hmm. You know that there's a new adventure coming, but you're not just dying for it. So, I don't don't know. To me, those are two different kinds of series. And so, I really enjoyed both of those this year, especially the the Daniel Silva, because it is so timely, like... Mm -hmm. There was a there was a van driven into a crowd in France, and this was published before that happened. Mm-hmm. It was like this guy's prescient, just knowing the kind of thing that ISIS is going to mm-hmm. be doing, mm-hmm. and and to publish this book, and there it is in black and white. Just it was pretty amazing. Hmm. But hmm. yeah, what else you got, Dawn? Well, I've started listening to, now that I've got a little bit more time, uh-huh. um, <laughs> listening to David Baldacci's books. Mm, and okay. so I've started a couple of his series, the mm-hmm. Will Roby series and okay. um, John Polar series. All right. And they're they're good. I like them. Those are the ones I listen to, the audiobooks. Um, and they're engaging. Um, Zach's been interested in them okay. also. Um He's not in the car with me all the time, so mm-hmm. he gets bits and pieces. <laughs> right, <laughs> which right. I'm sure is so totally frustrating for him. <laughs> um, but the thing that I don't like about getting them in order mm-hmm. is they allude to stuff that's happened in the previous right. one, and you kind of know what's happened. I mean, the end of the mm-hmm. other book based mm-hmm. on the characters who were still left, right. maybe, or you know. So, so if you they're think doing, they say, do yeah. them in order, you kind of got spoilers. Is that, yes. is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they don't have to be done in order. And this mm-hmm. is like the first time I've really not done things in order because they just haven't been available. Um, and it's been okay. But that's why I really would rather just do them in order so that I know I'm not spoiled. Hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. okay. Spoiled. What is that? Spoiled. Spoiled. <laughs> spoiled. <laughs> The book would be spoiled. Mm-hmm. You would be the spoilie. Spoilie. <laughs> I don't know what I would be. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. So a few of the books that I put on my list are from the book club selections. There were a few mm-hmm. that I talked about last episode that I really did not like at all. Right. But there are some that I really did enjoy. Um, one of my new favorite authors was one of those. It's Melanie Benjamin. She wrote The Aviator's Wife about Anne Morrow Lindbergh. Mm-hmm. And it's, 
two, two or three of these are biographical fiction. So they take a person who was a real person, they follow the actual arc of their life, but then kind of fill in the story with fictionalized scenes. And The Aviator's Wife is one of those that it, it tells you a, a lot more, really, about Charles Lindbergh and who he was than I think it really tells you about Anne Morrow Lindbergh because she is, at least in, in what I knew about her before I came into this book, she's very much the person I thought she was. He is not. Oh. So I learned a whole lot of his history in reading this book about her that I had no idea about. And about the same time, I found out that Minneapolis Airport, the, the local, the small plane, small plane airport, I don't know what that, the, not the international airport, right. but the other one, um, was named Charles A. Lindbergh Airport. It was renamed recently because of all this, this stuff that came out about him and about who he really was. Um, he was a Nazi sympathizer. Oh, man. He had a second family in Germany that his wife and, and children here in the U.S. knew nothing about. Um, just, just an, in, I mean, I knew that he was a Nazi sympathizer to an extent because of Philip Roth's A Portrait of America, Alternative mm-hmm. History, mm. but I didn't know the extent and I had no idea. I mean, this this whole thing about his German family just came out in the mid two thousands, I think. So within ten years, I think that that has all come out, come to light. Hmm. So very interesting stuff. So then I read another of hers called, I think it's called Alice. I have been, and it's about the little girl Alice that Alice in Wonderland was written for, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's again. It's about her, but it's a lot more about Charles Dodgson and who he was. And in this fictionalized biography, he was kind of creepy. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So that was interesting, too, to read that. And then another different author, but another fictionalized biography that we read in book club was Victoria by Daisy Goodwin, that um, the PBS Masterpiece series is based on. And that was fascinating to read that about her. And it's a lot more, um, it's a lot closer to actual biography than the Melanie Benjamin books are. Mm -hmm. But just really, really interesting to learn more about Victoria as a young woman, just beginning her Mm -hmm. reign, finding her way, finding Albert, you know all this, all that part of her life. It was really, really interesting. So, that's that's part of what I enjoyed this year. I did remember some things that I've read. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I read these in the beginning, <laughs> this year in the beginning of 2017. Didn't, didn't just think and, about them. and not at the end of 2016. It's okay. But it's been a long time ago. <laughs> it might have carried over. I might have started reading them in 2016 and then continued reading them. But uh, the Richard Sharp Shaver. <laughs> The uh, what is it? Chronicles of the the inner Earth or whatever. Oh yeah! Remember when I was all excited yes. about those? Chronicles <laughs> oh. <laughs> of the inner Earth. Well, uh-huh. I don't think that's what it's called, but that's essentially what it's about. So, not Middle Earth. No, no, no. Yeah. Like mole people. Yeah. Oh, lovely. <laughs> no, and this uh, let, let them meet Gregor the Overlander. You can read about it, and there's all this controversy about these books, which are 
clearly fictional. Yeah. But, you know, if you read the history and you... It's it's nice to suspend disbelief and be like, maybe all this stuff really happened. You know, that's what makes it fun. Okay. Well, he was pretty pretty crazy. He was crazy, yeah. He, um... <laughs> He uh, one day he was I guess he was like a welder or whatever and a machine shop or something and and one day his uh his welding torch started talking to him and mm-hmm. and then so he, and he realized that he was like getting signals from people that live under the earth like the earth is honeycombed with all these tunnels and yeah. and there's all these civilizations and ancient peoples and weird things mm-hmm. and machines and stuff of course there are yeah and and then he even like at one point um, during his career as a Chronicler of these <laughs> chronicler of these events. His, his career as a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> he um he even said that he was like abducted by the 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 Darrow that lived down there and so it's kinda he's, like you he's know the Randy Quaid of the mole people. Yeah, kinda yeah. like the, all the alien abduction conspiracies. <laughs> yeah. But it's a inner inner earth uh, <laughs> not outer space. Yeah. Inner Earth. <laughs> yeah. They so. had machines yeah. that cause schizophrenia or we People here that are schizophrenic are actually just receiving messages. Yeah, they're just getting rays from, from under the earth. earth. Oh yeah, and all, yeah. Apparently, all the terrible things that happen on the surface of the earth are caused by these creatures that live. They're beyond our control. Under the mm-hmm. yeah, under the earth, and and use their little machines, their Raymex, and wow. just cause plane wrecks and cause people to lose their left shoe or sock or whatever. Or, <laughs> yeah, you know all that. Every everything bad that can happen is possibly attributed to them including yeah. schizophrenia which i guess that would explain what <laughs> happened <laughs> to mr shaver <laughs> they're, he got they're too f- close to the machine he got too yeah. many rays but if you read them they're de- you know i think they're written in like the 50s or 60s or something yeah. like that mm. and they they definitely um or uh they fall into that genre of you know like the classic pulp okay. literature you know like dime. kind of the l ron hubbard sort of stuff uh, <laughs> yeah sort a of a little yeah maybe not really it's like it's like that it science didn't develop a whole religion around it right okay yeah um I'm, I think there are inner earth believers but uh well, of course <laughs> but but i don't think that it but it's not a it's not a religion <laughs> not an organized religion <laughs> All right, but that's, that's and you liked this book. I like them. Yeah, you like them. Yeah, no, I think they're other. Uh, you know, there's like twelve. Wow. And all the they're all collections of short stories about these events, and mm. uh, I didn't read them all because it got to be where it was repetitive. You know, because <laughs> no. it was the same kind of thing. They somebody is under the earth, and something fantastic happens, and it it's like science fiction before mm. they started putting a lot of actual science oh, in okay. the science fiction in the fiction, right? <laughs> You know, that is that sort of thing. And if you imagine the old okay, black and... Okay, okay. So, like, Jules Verne... Yeah, a little yeah, bit like H. that. H.G. Wells. Yeah. It's like, it, C.S. Lewis attempts at yeah. science fiction. If you think of the, all the old black and white yeah. movies with, like, the, the way the rockets and spaceships and yeah. robots look, that's kind of what I imagine when I read these books. Okay. So, it, it feels very nostalgic and... And it's all nostalgic. Very <laughs> <laughs> These creatures inside the it's earth. It's all very, very us. ridiculous, and 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 it's That's very entertaining. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I read those this year, and I was enlightened. Mm. It was awesome. <laughs> enlightened and entertained. And entertained. All right. <laughs> all in one. I contributed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to throw out one that I read either late last year or this year. And it actually is an award winner book. 
for adults that I read and I enjoyed it too. So it's The Underground Railroad by Colson Whitehead, which won a Pulitzer Prize, National mm-hmm. Book Award, Carnegie Medal, all of that stuff. And it's just amazing. So it's another alternative history, mm-hmm. but not very far off the real thing. The only, the only real difference is that the Underground Railroad is an actual functioning train with tracks mm. under the ground. But so part of part of what happens is they will get to a certain point and the tunnel will have caved in and they have to get out and make their way overland to the next safe place to get back down into the tunnel to the Underground Railroad. And so they end up having to stay up topside in somebody's house or in an attic somewhere mm-hmm. and just wait until the next time they can catch a train somewhere from the next safe place. And, but it's, it's very much a, an underground railroad as we know it story, mm-hmm. but with this difference that there's this physical train that carries mm. people northward. So really interesting. Yeah. Were there moles? Uh, Not that we saw it all. No. <laughs> well, was the train no, actually? The train wasn't no, actually no. underground, was it? Yes, it was. Like it was the whole thing, it was all running, the way? Yes, the train was running in oh, tunnels. So kind of like a subway. Uh, yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, exactly. That actually sounds really cool. And so sometimes somebody, who, not a sympathizer, will have found it. But usually the the entrance to the tunnel is well, well hidden. Like it's got three layers of getting to it that Mm -hmm. you have to know just where to go and all that. But once in a while they'll find that it's been compromised. So they'll have to go out around and Mm -hmm. find their way to the next safe place to get in. It's it's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So I have a juvenile... Yeah. Fiction book on my list. Uh, Steph Soto, Taco Queen mm-hmm. by Jennifer Torres. Yeah. I loved that book. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Um, I loved it because I totally related to her having to translate for her parents, uh. Uh, her love of art, um, and, you know, just kind of coming to, to terms with what family means and. Mm-hmm. It was really, really good, and I really liked it. And that, I'm a huge believer that representation is important. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. just to read something that I think 10-year-old me would have been ecstatic to have found. Yeah. Yeah. And so I love that book. Cool. Great. Now, was she a Texas author? Um, I don't think I so. Okay. I'd have to look, to look her up, but I don't remember if she was a Texas author. So I feel like y'all are giving better descriptions of your books than uh, I am of my book. So I'm going to talk about a couple others. So the David Baldacci books Mm -hmm. are very um, government related. Okay. You know, they're very, um, well, one of them is a investigator and then the other one, he's a, like, he goes over and kills people for our country it's a hired assassin like a cia assassin kind of person okay yeah so 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 these gabriel alon the daniel silva books mm -hmm. the main character gabriel alon is is an assassin not for israeli Mossad, but for the secret 
arm of the Israeli government that nobody admits to. Yeah. So he's one of those kind of like okay. that. Okay. See, and, and the part of the reason I like those books mm-hmm. is because they give you bits of information that are like true. Yeah. You know, and so one of the books he was talking about North Korea and how timely that is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was just very enlightening. Um, I don't know. A little educational, mm-hmm. I guess, in mm-hmm. my fiction. Uh, but one of the books that I had read also was called Zero Day. Funny thing is that David Baldacci has a book called Zero Day. Oh. They're different. <laughs> and who's the, who's the YA one? By um, the YA book is by Jan Gangsey. Um, and it's about a girl who was abducted. Her dad was um, governor, I believe. And then he ends up being president, but she was abducted before he became uh, president, and Mm. it was um, it was very interesting. Just how she um, she ends up coming back to find her family and Mm -hmm. comes. I don't know if she escaped. uh, uh, um, Actually, I think it was more of a plot (laughs) to get her back into her family and. You know, hmm. do some things, but um, so that one was really good. I guess I just realized, put my connection in that I like the uh, government mm-hmm. conspiracy, all that <laughs> conspiracy all theory. Yeah, I like that book too. Um, and one of the other ones that I just read just came out um, twenty seventeen. It's called The Ravenous by Amy Lukovics. And I've never read any of her books before, but I I really kind of want to. She is, <laughs> that's very dark mm-hmm. book. Did you read that one? Mm-mm. You hadn't read it yet. Mm-mm. I haven't read it yet. Okay. I read about it. It didn't sound like something that you would normally read. Yeah. Really? Oh, no. I love stuff like that. You do? Yes. Oh. Stephen King. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. I, <laughs> not, not Pet, though. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've. I, I've kind of gone, you know, up and down with my reading and, and interest, but mm-hmm. I was huge Stephen King, okay. Dan Koontz mm-hmm. there for a while, and then I'm like, you know what, I need to read something else. So <laughs> I've really tried to expand my horizons. Um, so this is about a family of girls and uh, their parents, and but it's mainly about the girls and their relationship and and how they're a little mischievous and they don't get along and they end up doing some things that um it's very questionable (laughs) (laughs) and mom even gets involved so Hmm. um yeah i would recommend it it's good was it scary hmm not really scary per se but more oh my goodness disturbing (laughs) disturbing that's a good word yeah that's a very good word. Hmm. So. Well, we'll have to check it out. Yeah. yeah. Well, you will. We, yeah. We, me, and, me and Denise will check yeah. it out. <laughs> Actually, we are going to read that one for our book club. Oh. oh. The Ravenous? Yes, in January. Right. Okay. So, we'll have some good good discussion. Yes. Yay. Yeah. So, another book that I really enjoyed that I read right at the end of 2016 is our current Wise Reads online selection, which is The Princess Diarist by Carrie Fisher. And I know I've talked about that before, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, but 
it's definitely one of the, the highlights of the past year or so for me. And part of it, I think, is more um, meaningful just because knowing that Carrie Fisher is gone. Mm-hmm. She, her last movie role is coming out soon. You know, this, this The Last Jedi is, is it. We won't see her on screen anymore. So mm-hmm. just... You know, means a little more to to read her last her last selection that she she put out for us. So I don't read scary books, but I do like a good murder mystery, which doesn't necessarily <laughs> make sense. But if there's nothing like things that are going to jump out of the wall at me or something, I'm okay. It I can I can now. I did try to read I Ripper. Uh-huh. Um, who is that by? It's not. Is that the Isabel Allende yeah. one? Okay. I tried to read that, and it was just too scary for me. But most murder mysteries I'm okay with. And one of the, the ones that our book club read this last summer, and there's a sequel to it already, it's um, the Kendra Donovan series by Julie McElwain. The first one is A Murder in Time, and then A oh, Twist yeah. in Time, and she's from the 2000s, and she ends up, back at the end of the the 19th century 18 something or other and and she's a um what is she a medical ex- I don't think she's a medical examiner but she's a like a an FBI case worker who knows all the the science the CSI kind of mm-hmm. science and so she goes back 200 years just through this time tunnel whatever thing but she ends up in the middle of a serial killer's time when they're when they're killing multiple people and she solves the mystery using kind of this hybrid of 19th century practices and 21st century practices that she can still do mm-hmm. without the the equipment and all that right, kind of the thing. Technology. But, but her knowledge is what is what she takes with her, of course, and helps her kind of solve that mystery. So it's kind of an interesting juxtaposition mm-hmm. of the time period she goes to and what she brings with her from the 21st century. So that was kind of interesting. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, I like cozy mysteries, and I like those really, really, you know, pretty graphic murder mysteries i don't mind that Mm -hmm. but if they're ghosts and things like that that can just appear Uh no i'm not a fan of those i'm not sure how that squares with the with the paranormal and those other things that i read Mm. i don't know yeah i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i am more like urban legend kind of stuff oh, okay no way because it could happen mm-hmm. that's it's mm-hmm. more realistic and it's like no i don't want to know somebody's gonna jump up and <laughs> like i'm okay i'm okay I'm with driving. ghosts and vampires because <laughs> right you know what's the likelihood of that happening oh, exactly to me? <laughs> exactly <laughs> But see, okay. that's to me, that's the part you don't know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen them, maybe, but when if they're, they're there, out there, then yeah. they're going to come for you, you know, and you can't do anything about it. Whereas no. those people who are going to jump out of your back seat, if you locked your car and made it safe, 
then you're less you likely always, to have that happen. Always look in the back seat before no you get kidding. into the car. Exactly. Exactly. Like, oh, it's, like, it's like those commercials. What was that for? Was that or those Geico commercials? I think, I think it whatever, was Geico. Yeah. Where no kids don't hide next to the chainsaw. No kids. Oh don't yeah. Go in the That's basement. hilarious. The yeah. one, it, it, it really the one is. It's like when you're in a, in a movie, a scary movie, you do stupid. Yeah. Things. Make yeah. bad decisions or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's just what you do. That's what you do. <laughs> so, it's so true. Yeah. It's like, don't do that. It's like, why don't we just get in the running car? And everybody's like, no, that's, we, no, that's, that's a terrible idea. You can't do that. <laughs> uh, if there's a running car with doors unlocked, that's a trap. That's a clear <laughs> trap. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna run for it, and someone's gonna get you. Because <laughs> no one just leaves their car running <laughs> and just walks away from it. So it's much safer to hide behind the chainsaws. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we never expect to find you there. Because why would you do that? <laughs> exactly. Last place they'd look. It makes. Yeah. <laughs> So there was one other book that our book club read this year that I really enjoyed, and it was Frederick Bachman, My Grandmother Asked Me to Tell You She's Sorry. And it's a, a little girl who is, I don't even remember, 8, 9, 10. She must be 10 or so. And she has been brought up by her grandmother, and her grandmother dies. And her grandmother instructed her to go talk to all these different people and apologize for the way her grandmother had behaved toward them. <laughs> and it turns out there's a whole reason for doing this, but it it was just fascinating to see part of what you saw was the relationship between the girl and her grandmother. Mm-hmm. And then part of what you saw was the relationship between the grandmother and all these other people around her that wasn't what it looked like on the surface. And so it was it was a real... In the end, a feel-good story, but you didn't know that all the way along because mm-hmm. there were some kind of iffy sort of situations that were that were coming up. But but it 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 just I thought it was really a fun book to listen to to read. It was um, there was humor, there were sentimental parts, there were just hilarious outright laugh out loud parts with the grandmother and kind of the way she behaved and different things that had happened and then having to kind of kind of a granddaughter proxy for my name is Earl is that is uh, that the yeah. one where he goes around and apologizes yeah. to all the people but it, mm-hmm. a little bit of that but not quite as goofy as that mm-hmm. but just really Really fun story. One thing that I've read more of recently is nonfiction. Mm. And especially YA nonfiction mm. is very interesting. And I don't know if it's more on a, they do it as a story or if it's a different reading level. I don't know what it is. It's, you know, it's not technical mm-hmm. nonfiction. Mm-hmm. It's just very fascinating. Um, one of the books I read was, they called themselves the KKK. And it's the birth of American terrorist group. It was very interesting to find out why they acted that way and, you know, how things kind of came about. And there's, you know, different letters and things in here. Um, It was very interesting. That one and the other one about... um, The Hitler Youth? Yes, Mm. but it was... Is that the same author, Susan Campbell Bertoletti? 
no it's a different one. Um, but it's about it. It's about. Um, the Boys Who Challenged Hitler by Philip Husse? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And it's about um, a different country and what their role was in the war. Um, and it just gives you a different perspective of the whole thing. Uh, and it was very... So are these boys in the resistance? Is that... Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, then, you know, it's cool. just things that they did and they, they ended up in prison and... Mm-hmm. So anyway, it just gives you a perspective of how brave they were mm-hmm. in in a time that mm-hmm. was very scary. When you know all we yeah. know about Hitler, I don't think I would have done anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of scary. But one of the the things I really enjoy about um, children's historical fiction and children's informational books that are history based mm-hmm. is that it gives you exactly that it it gives you a perspective from someone the age mm-hmm. of the intended reader yes. but who did something out of the ordinary mm-hmm. who took a stand or who who invented something or who you know accomplished something that mm-hmm. but they also don't make that person out to be a perfect Mm-hmm. super person mm-hmm. they make them out to be a regular flawed human being like we are mm-hmm. right which gives us that hope that maybe someday we can do something extraordinary and kind of gives us that nudge to say mm-hmm. you know you don't have to be perfect to be the person who does what's right mm-hmm. yeah you can be just who you are and still do what's right or do something good for for the world so yep exactly Get off my soapbox now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, has anybody read Lincoln in the Bardo by George Saunders? No. It's getting all kinds of buzz this year. It's on all kinds of lists this year. Anybody? Is it up for a Pulitzer? I think it is. I don't know. I know it was was on the... It's been on several lists Mm -hmm. for this and that. I I remember hearing that it was going to be up for something big. Yeah. Like a big award. Hmm. Yeah. I thought it was the Pulitzer. I remember looking at it. I had to look up what Bardo was. Uh-huh. What is Bardo? It's a. Is that a? I've. It's now. I don't remember exactly what it was, <laughs> but isn't it? Is it like a Taoist or Zen term? It's something like that. Huh. And it's about Lincoln's son, right? Isn't that the? Yeah. No. It's it's Lincoln about the time that his son died. His, oh. his young uh-huh. son yeah. died. So, okay. Booker Prize. It won the Man Booker Prize. Okay. Um, this person's first full-length novel. Experimental. It At first, it struck me a little like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer or Vampire Hunter or whatever mm. that book was. Vampire Hunter. Yeah. But then it's not. <laughs> but that's not what it is. Um, I, w- I would hope not. It's and not like a vampire hunter was great. Seri- it was, but it, this <laughs> just, is not it. It's much more serious than that, of course. <laughs> of course. Um, okay. So yeah, are you looking at Bardo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Because I don't exactly Bardo, know. the Tibetan Buddhist name for a transition period between death and rebirth, kind of purgatory inhabited by ghosts. So Lincoln, because of his grief, mm-hmm. 
is kind of in this transitional ah. purgatory sort of period. Even though he's still alive, mm-hmm. he tries to follow his son into this purgatory sort of thing. And it's, I don't know, it's weird. So he's in the Bardo. Yeah, Lincoln in the Bardo. Hmm. It's a very self-explanatory title. It is, if you know what it means. What <laughs> yeah, those words yeah, if mean, you're like, oh, yeah. Right. So, okay, I'm going to try it. I'm, I'm going to commit to trying it in 2018. Not in 17, I'm pretty sure it won't, <laughs> it won't make year. it. Not going to make it, huh? Okay. Just thought I'd check to see if anybody had... Nope, haven't read jumped it. ...jumped into that one this year. Okay. So I have a collection of essays call, on my list called An Arrangement of Skin by Anna Journey. Mm. Anna Journey is a poet, and this mm-hmm. is her first collection of essays. Okay. Um, I really... And again, I'm not a nonfiction reader... But I loved this book. Mm. Like, each one of the essays was really good. Um, And she goes from talking about, like, taxidermy to, well, I guess, actually, the first essay starts off with her calling a suicide hotline. Mm. Because her long-term relationship has just fallen apart. And she's in a really dark place. And from that, she goes from calling a suicide hotline, being in a dark place, moving away because she was in Houston, I want to say, and moving away. And somehow she ends up doing taxidermy, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and it's just like totally different subjects that she brings together Mm -hmm. in this just very fascinating Hmm. way. And she, you know, was very open about her life and what happened. And I think there was one about, her mother loved to tell, like, macabre-type stories, mm-hmm. you know, true crime-type things. And that one moved on from her mom telling scary stories to campfire songs mm-hmm. and the cultural importance of American root music. <laughs> like, just, you know, wow. and it, but it all fits together. Hmm. It's just like, oh. It was like, you started somewhere... And then you ended up somewhere totally different, but you didn't lose me in this progression at all. Hmm. It was super good. Hmm. Totally different from everything else we've talked about. Yes. (laughs) The only other thing I have on my list are a couple of audiobooks. Okay. Uh, Jenny Lawson, Let's Pretend This Never Happened and Furiously Happy. Okay. Uh, Jenny Lawson is also a Texas author. She's from Houston, I think. And she is hilarious. If you don't like hearing curse words, do not listen mm-hmm. to this book. <laughs> but she is hilarious. Uh, she has a blog that kind of started her her writing career. Uh, she talks about having a chronic illness and her mental health. And she's just very open but hilarious about the whole thing. Hmm. And she's the opposite of John Green about it. He was very serious and yes. intense about the whole thing. Yes. Right. But Jenny Lawson's hilarious. Right. Hilarious. And she's, you know, talks about growing up in Texas. And so there's a lot of things that you're just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> we do that. I think one of my favorites was she's always surprised when people don't understand gun cabinets. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why would you dedicate the whole, like, furniture to guns? She's like, what? <laughs> like, 
Why wouldn't you? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> So, that's funny she's hilarious <laughs> we have furiously happy on mm-hmm. audio we don't have let's pretend this never happened but very funny well i have one more book that i've read i don't know if it's it's one of my favorites <laughs> it's uh-huh. called the smell of other people's houses mm. and it's about four different groups of kiddos that end up merging together and their lives end up touching and it it was a good story and it was about these um kids in alaska and some of the struggles and things that they went through Mm -hmm. um which is good probably for that age group to to read about that kind of stuff but Mm. um it wasn't like oh i want to read that you know, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in love with it. I guess, but it was good. So you didn't hate it, but you didn't love it. No, didn't didn't really love it. Yeah. I guess that's all we got, huh? I think it is. <laughs> is that a wrap? I think that's a wrap. And this has been the long overdue podcast from Decatur Public Library. Last episode for 2017. <laughs> Happy New Year! Happy New Year! <laughs> Start your New Year reading! <laughs> Happy New Year! <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year. We'll see you then. <laughs>